Hey, and welcome to the Motherhood Simplified Podcast. I'm your host, Krista Lockwood. And if you ever look around your house and wonder where the heck did all this stuff come from and how am I ever going to get it out, you are in the right place. I'm a mom of five who decluttered her home back in 2013 when my family and I decided to move from Alaska to Florida with one suitcase each. And I do not recommend it. What I do recommend is learning how to declutter without becoming a full-blown minimalist which means learning to find the balance of what your family needs and wants without it being so much that it overwhelms you on a daily basis. So if that sounds good to you, you are going to love this podcast. Let's dive into the episode. If you have been trying to declutter your house, and not been as successful as you like, I am willing to bet that I can help you figure out exactly why. There are a lot of reasons that moms feel like they can't declutter, declutter, whether it's their kids or their spouse or the time or the energy or just simply not knowing what to do, where to take things, how to donate, right? How to do it mindfully, how to not be wasteful. Uh, Plus you're worried about like, what if I need it? You know, I wasted so much money on this. What if I need it again and I can't get it? There is so much that goes into decluttering as a mom. And I promise that if you have thought it or felt it, I have heard it before or experienced it myself. And that is exactly why I created this training called how to create your mom proof decluttering plan. And I've done a lot of decluttering checklists, challenges, courses, programs in the past, and they work. And this training really is the framework for every single thing that moms need to consider when it comes to decluttering their home. It's the plan. We're actually going to build your plan together. It's following through with your plan and it's including your family and even learning how to make this process as enjoyable as possible. Because most people feel like The task is daunting or just another thing on their to-do list, and I don't want it to feel like that for you. So this free training, how to create your mom-proof decluttering plan, you can go to motherhoodsimplified.com forward slash DIY to get it, or you can just check the show notes of this episode and you will find it. Come get it. I know there is so much information about there. A lot of it is much the same. Five steps to declutter your house, you know? Here's the checklist to declutter this area of your house, but none of them really show you the full scope of what goes into doing this start to finish. And that's exactly what's in this training. So go check it out, motherhoodsimplified.com forward slash DIY, or check the description of this episode to go get it today. Hello, everybody. Welcome to this series, The Clutter Chronicles, where I... I'm getting a chance to sit with moms who have decluttered using the motherhood simplified community and specifically the decluttering simplified course. And I'm here with Amanda. Do you like to go by Amanda or Mandy? I see it. Uh, I do Amanda when there's a lot of Amandas. So when I started all of my, like my email and all that stuff, like Mandy was the only thing that wasn't taken. Yeah. So my in-laws call me Mandy and I've got friends that call me Panda and okay. (laughs) I just go with it. (laughs) Let's go. Amanda. Yeah. Thank you for being here. Amanda has been a part of the group. I don't even know how long it's been a while, but I've loved watching your journey. I've loved watching your process. 
I know you've posted a lot in the Facebook group before you got into the course, just, and here's a weird thing that I do is like, I know people in the group and I watch their stories <laughs> and I was always really pretty dialed in on yours and being like, I feel like one day she's just going to get to a, like a point where she just, she just, just goes on a rampage and gets rid of a whole lot of stuff, which I think is yeah, <laughs> what happened for you. But yeah. yeah, thank you so much for doing this so that other people can hear your story Yeah, absolutely. not feel alone. Yeah, tell no, us just a little bit about alone. yourself. Yeah. So I'm a homeschool mom of two kids. I've got a boy that's five and a little girl that's three. I've got two puppy dogs and one, one's an older dog and one's an actual puppy. She'll be two a day before my birthday. And I've been married to my husband, Ben, for 10 years, 10 years, 11 years, going on 11. I live in Oklahoma currently. There is talks about possibly moving, pending his job stuff. He's a CPA. So we're just, I've always been in Oklahoma, but there's the possibility of moving soon. I'm a full-time wedding photographer. Wedding and families is my thing. And um, I work part-time outside of the house for a psychology office. There's two doctors, they're independent doctors, and I worked for them for several years before I had Landon. And it just so happened that things changed in their business and they needed somebody like super part-time and it got me out of the house away from the kids. So I was like, what? <laughs> so I went, uh, I do that part-time right now. And the rest of the time I stay home and I homeschool and we do our thing. I love it. Acknowledge, because I know you and I have gone a little bit back and forth on this, that you do a lot of things and I've done a lot of those things too, all at the same time of homeschooling while working either outside of the home or from home full and part-time and being a mom and doing all of the things. So I just wanted to acknowledge you for that. Like you are doing a lot of things and yeah. it would make sense that you eventually got to a point where you were just very overwhelmed by your home. So yeah. let's talk a little bit about that. Just like how your clutter before decluttering, how your clutter impacted your days and what that was like pre-decluttering. So I was like cleaning all day long. I would go clean up the kitchen and then I would come back and there'd be a mess in the living room. I cleaned up that mess and then the kids destroyed, say the backyard or the playroom or whatever the case may be. And at that point, like pre-COVID, pre-decluttering, all that, my husband was working outside of the home full time. Now, thanks to COVID, he's home, but it was just a lot because it was all on me. And so I would just clean up one mess after another. And he had actually suggested at one point, he said, why don't you just focus on the kids all day, just play with them. And then that way they're not able to make another mess while you are picking up one mess. And so I tried that for a little bit and then that didn't really work because since I, all my attention was going to the kids, the house just fell apart. And I think he saw that I had, I, don't know, I got to the point where I kind of resentment towards my husband because I felt like he wasn't pulling his weight. He wasn't helping. He wasn't you know, doing what I needed him to do as like partner and head of household. And in reality, he was, there was just so much that we couldn't keep up with it, even as a team. Mm -hmm. So that was difficult for both of us. And it got to the point where I was like crying on my kitchen floor and my son's coming in, mommy, what's wrong? And I'm like, I need the house picked up. It's dirty. Like I just couldn't do it. There is, it wasn't even so much like keeping up with everything. I don't feel is the visual of just stuff everywhere. I looked, there was a mess and I couldn't do it anymore. And so we would get into this routine of, I would finally hit rock bottom. Everybody would pitch in. We would all help get it back to where it was. So I was okay. And then it feels like seven days later, we were right back in the same boat. And I was just like, I can't do this anymore. Ben works a lot. My kids are still small. They shouldn't, I didn't feel like they should have to see me like that. That wasn't fair to them. I wasn't spending the time with them that I wanted to spend with them. 
homeschooling was super short. We're going to do this lesson. We're going to be done because I have to go clean here, watch some TV because I have to go clean. And that's not the mom that I wanted to be. And the cycle was never ending. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you shared a couple of things that I really relate to. And I think a lot of moms will relate to as well, where you said you were in this cycle of honestly, for me, what it felt like was like being in this cycle of, I'm just going to get through my days until I hit my breaking point. And then again, like I thought that my husband wasn't helping and he was, it was just that there was way too much for us to do whatever he did. It was just like, it didn't matter because it still wasn't, it never could have been enough. But yeah, that's, it was a really hard cycle to be in because I didn't want my family to like be not that they were like afraid of me. I don't think, but I didn't want them to feel like, oh, now mom's upset. So I need to do something like that to me. I'm like, this just doesn't feel like a healthy pattern. Yeah. And I'm so much of a visual person that it's like, if I came home and say he did the dishes, I would be like ecstatic. Like I could see that something was done, but if it was like, oh, I fed the kids, I took out the trash, I vacuumed the floor, all these pills were all over and I picked them all up before you got home or something like that. It's not so much of visual. So I couldn't see that he was actually doing stuff or he would start laundry or fold laundry. But if it's always in the washer or dryer and I couldn't see that he actually like did it and put it away, like he did do stuff that helped. I just couldn't visually see it because there was so much other mess. Yeah. Yes. I can relate to that. And so after, you know, feel free to answer this as fully or not fully as you want, but I just want to share too, that after we got out from under our clutter, I could see my husband like, and everything that he did do like through a, a new perspective. And I was like, Oh my gosh, like he's, he does dishes. Like he does help with laundry. He does help with all these things, but I was still like, something was still off with us. And then we had to like, actually address like our root, like what's going on with us here. Like, why are we still not fully like connected? And that's, yeah. Like that's how the, that's one side benefit I think of decluttering is that it clears up space for you to heal your relationships too, like with your kids and your spouse and yourself and everyone. Cause I did the same thing with my kids. I was like, Oh my gosh, like my kids are, they're amazing. And they do want to help and they do want to take care of their stuff. They just were being set up to fail. Yeah. And if they don't know how to do it, like if they're never shown, like you can't expect them, Oh, go clean your room. If you don't teach them how to clean the room or if there's so much that they just can't do it. I know a lot for us. I said before that he's a CPA. So he works a lot of hours, his job, like pretty much right now ranks priority over anything in the season of life that we're in. It won't be like that forever, but as he moves up the career ladder where he's at, it's it's like that for a little bit. And that's tough because the kids miss him. I miss him. And then it's, oh, we've got free time. Let's clean. Let's get caught up. Let's do these projects, whatever. So there's not really time just to be. I would say that's our biggest struggle right now. And I feel like decluttering has helped that a little bit. Originally, he didn't want me to declutter at all because he was worried I was going to go way too far because I started getting rid of a little bit here and there and it would help this closet or that toy room or whatever, like little spaces, but it wasn't like an overhaul of the house. And so he was really like, I'm worried that you're going to go too far. I'm worried you're going to sell our couch. It wasn't that I just needed it to be manageable for me. And it wasn't because I was the primary person that had to manage the household. Yeah. Um, I feel like we have very, I don't want to say traditional, but like how it used to be. I'm the homemaker. He works outside the house. He brings in the money. I take care of the kids. 
type of thing, even though I do work. So I think for me getting stuck in that, these are my responsibilities. This is my job. He shouldn't have to help because it's my job. That was really hard to get out of that cycle of it's okay to ask for help. It's okay to not be able to do it all. It's okay to have a rough day with the kids and not do anything. So for me, it took a lot to get out of that. And I feel like once I went through decluttering, I was able to focus more on the kids and what their needs were and not just like, oh, they're in meltdown mode all day long. And mom's stressed because they're crying all day long. Like I was able to tend to them more because I wasn't worried about everything else. Yes, that makes sense. So I know you a little bit and I'm going to like give you this episode to listen to a month from now. And just be like, listen to your words and remember what you said. Cause this, it is a cycle or a cycle. No, it's not a cycle. Um, it goes in layers, yeah. like your decluttering process goes in layers as far as what you're physically getting out of your house. Mm-hmm. And then the other thing that happens in layers is what you're saying now of giving yourself a break and giving yourself some room to breathe and just letting yourself be like, like, you can almost see like an aerial view or maybe just like a not cluttered view of, wow, yes. Like I am running an entire household and I am working outside of the home and I am homeschooling. And I know you also have a side hustle and just being able to peel back those layers and start to simplify even further, just whatever that looks like, whatever that next step is. So I'm going to send this to you. I'm going to take a timestamp and be like, listen to this part of what you said. I got your, the other course you came out for the after, mm-hmm. was it motherhood declutter? It's just motherhood or? simplified. <laughs> is it? Okay. Yeah. I was going to say, I bought it and I haven't even opened it yet. That's how crazy everything has been. And mm-hmm. so like logging in earlier, I was like, I need to get to that. Cause that's, I think I'm going to go through another hall of the house. And then, cause we, we just switched the playroom around to a specific school room because my son was struggling with it. So I put the toys away. And so they're like out of sight, out of mind type things. So we could focus on school. And then while I've been like doing that, I don't need this. I don't need that. Ben's like, oh, she's at it again. We don't need it. We're not in that season anymore. We don't need it. Yeah. Because you do have that course for everyone listening. Decluttering Simplified helps you declutter all of the stuff in your home. Motherhood Simplified helps you simplify these things like the roles that you play, delegation, time management, your energy, your relationships, like all of that. So even if you don't like implement everything in the course, just listening to it would be really helpful. But I have a question for you. So you, what was your first step in decluttering? Like, I know that you pre-course or after course, actually, hang on, let's rewind just a little bit. I'm going to ask you this question first. So what had you tried before enrolling in decluttering simplified? So we moved, we started the process of moving about three years ago, meaning like I was starting to declutter. I was starting to pack up our house in preparation to move. So when I started packing to move, I started getting rid of some things then stuff that I was like, I had an entire closet just to crafts, like yarn and popsicle sticks and stickers. Now, mind you, my son was two at the time and I was pregnant with my daughter So I'm like, I got a two-year-old and another one on the way, and they're never going to use these crafts. So I started with a lot of that, got rid of it. I got into my local buy nothing group here and I donated a lot of stuff that that way. And I know people are like, oh, it's your clutter. It's going to be their clutter. But I fully believe that people use things for different reasons, different purposes, and different seasons of life. So if somebody else can use it, I'll do that. And then whatever sits for more than a week, I'll just donate to Goodwill or Salvation Army or whatever. So I started with that. And then when we moved, I decluttered again as I was unpacking everything. And then there was still like, just, there was just so much. 
afterwards. And it was in when I was like, we were home a lot because of all the COVID stuff going. And I just, I was bringing more into the house. So we had more activities to do and more things. We like a whole lot of options here, whether it's clothing, dinner, etc. And um, it just got to be too much. So March of 2021 was my breaking point with it, which is, I don't know if you had a sale going on or like what you were doing, but I was like, okay, I'm done. And then I didn't even ask Ben. I just bought it. Yeah. A lot of wives do that. They're like, I'm not even, I'm just not even going to ask. I'm just going to ask for forgiveness, which I'm not telling you to do that, but I will also say it's okay to do that. Obviously don't put your family in financial hardship, but a lot of times like our spouses, they don't understand. And sometimes we are the ones assuming the leadership or the leadership role in this, as far as taking control of our homes and the stuff that we have, especially because we are usually the ones who are responsible for it. Like you're saying, like whether that's a role that you agreed upon or it's a role that you just fell into because that's the way that we were taught or whatever. Hard too, because Ben doesn't see things like you were talking about, like we all see things differently. His brain works differently than mine does. So he'll walk by the dishes and he will literally not see them in the sink. Mm-hmm. And because it doesn't bother him, dishes stacked up bothers me. So I'm like always on top of dishes, but if it doesn't bother him, he's not going to worry about it. And the mess and the clutter and stuff does not, it doesn't face him in me. So when I'm freaking out because it's, there's so much stuff and he's like, I don't know what you're talking about. He didn't tell me no, but he just didn't see it. Like I did. It was just too much for me. Yeah. And for those of you listening and are enjoying Amanda's story, you can go into the, the um, Facebook group, the motherhood simplified Facebook group, and you can see search her name. I'll put it in the description and you can see a lot of her posts along the way. Cause she's a really good example of both respecting her partner's boundaries and his comfort level and still taking action on the things that are in her domain and are making her life difficult. So yeah, you're just a really good example of that. I think of not just being like, he says I can't, so then I won't. It's he says that this is important to him. So I'm going to figure out how we can compromise on this and make it so that it works for both of us. Um, and I did that all along the decluttering path too. Like, I think he got like tired of me. Is this okay to go? Is this okay to go? Cause I basically did the entire house. And then I put, I like actually put in his calendar, declutter sock drawer, rest a dresser, declutter your closet. Like each day he had little snippets that he needed to declutter. And I knew if I put them in the calendar, he would see them and that would help him. And they were very small, like 10 minutes or less, because that's probably all I was going to get out of him. <laughs> yeah. That's probably all we can get out of ourselves a lot of time. Okay. One thing that I wanted to mention too, when you first started the decluttering, it's a side note, but when you had your son and the two-year-old and you just started decluttering, you said you were getting rid of things like popsicle sticks and like all of these crafts that you're like, we're just never going to do this. I want everybody to hear that. Cause that's like the, like I had a full preschool in a thousand square foot house full of that kind of stuff. And when you're looking at it, especially as a mom and especially as like a teacher mom or homeschool mom, like all, or at least all I saw was like this potential of like childhood memories and learning and like brain development and all of this stuff that is ingrained in me to put in my kids. And they learn that stuff without it. They will, they're okay without it. (laughs) I think the intention is there because I feel like society as a whole is just, oh, you're a stay at home mom. You have to play with your kids all day. You have to enrich their lives. You have to teach them all of this stuff. You have to do these crafts and these science experiments. And like the intention is there to use them, but 
it just was never priority to do it. And then it was just taking up more space. And I'm like, you know what? They're a buck. If I need popsicle sticks, I'll go to the Dollar Tree and I'll buy some popsicle sticks. But until then they're out because it was just one more thing that I had to deal with. Yeah. And I will say that things like that Ryan's world where these parents are like doing, I'm like, my kids have watched it a couple of times and I'm always like, you guys don't know. Like you have, I guarantee you, they take all those supplies and they are not keeping it in their house. They don't just have hours and hours to set this up. And they do obviously, because that's their job. And they have a whole time. They have a whole entire team behind them setting this up. Like I am just one mom with many children. That standard is way too high. (laughs) With two, I've only got two and heck, even with one, like kids are, each parent has, is going to have a different threshold for kids too. Mm-hmm. So it's, I would love to have more. And my husband's like, if I can't do any more, I'm done. Like yeah. he, he's at his max and I've got to respect that. And everyone's going to have their different maxes for kids or everything, really your job or your home, anything. I've never heard that before. That's really, cause I talk about it all the time. Everybody has different clutter thresholds, but like my husband's child threshold, he was like, I would be producing until you can no longer produce. <laughs> I'm like, I am maxed out. So no, like we are not having kids indefinitely, but yeah, everybody does have their own kid threshold. And when you're thinking about that in regards to your home, I think that's why I say all the time, like the more kids I have, the less stuff I can manage and less crafts I do. Honestly, I just don't have time for it mm-hmm. or energy. I might have time, but I don't have energy. That's something I use. I think it's part of the, the love and logic um, parenting style or whatever. They if, if the kids are not doing what they're supposed to, I'm like, I don't have the energy to help you right now, but maybe if you picked up your toys, that would put energy back into my body mm. and then I'll have time to play with them or whatever. Yeah. That's it works really well here too. Cause sometimes I'm like, I do have time, but I, that just clicked in my head. Like I don't have the energy <laughs> yeah. mentally oh. or physically sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So next question is you, you started that three ish years ago where you're like, okay, I think this can work. But once you got into decluttering simplified, like what was your first step in actually getting rid of your stuff? So I went a little crazy. <laughs> I, I just, I went full steam ahead. I, I figured out what was bothering me the most. And for our home, it was my kitchen. It was our playroom slash school room and our homeschool closet. Those were the big three things because I'm like, that's where we spend the most time. That's we pull the most stuff out of the homeschool closet. We play the most in the playroom. So I knew that those were my biggest three problem areas and I needed to start there. I did that. And the kids were like, here's some snacks. Here's some TV. Don't, unless you're bleeding or something like, just don't bother me. My husband helped that weekend maintain the kids so I could get stuff out of the house. And after even just those three, I felt so much better. I didn't have dishes in my sink every single day. I it would literally take me probably about an hour or longer just to reset my downstairs every night. Mm-hmm. And it, it was too much for me. Like I wasn't able to relax. I wasn't able to start working. I couldn't spend time with my husband or watch an episode of TV. It was all, it was all back to cleaning and trying to reset the house. And now I can probably do it in about 15, 15 to 20. My house isn't huge. I've got 24 square feet pretty equally split between top and bottom. The top is never messy outside of needing clean bathrooms or something because we've just gotten rid of so much. There's not enough stuff to make it messy. So I really did that with the bottom of the downstairs. And then once I got those three areas done, I started making a list outside of what was in the simplified course 
to my needs. So closets, cabinets, um, bathroom counters, whatever I felt like it was a problem area. And then I listed those in priority. And then that's how I went through the course. And then once I was like, okay, I'm at a good spot right now, I would go back through the course and go, did I miss anything? Is there something I need to think about that I didn't kind of stuff like that. And then, like I said, I tried to have my husband declutter his stuff because I didn't touch any of his stuff. Mm-hmm. I wanted to, but I didn't do it. <laughs> yeah. Um, and he still isn't great about it. He still has, in my opinion, way too much stuff, but he says it's manageable for him. So I just let it be mm-hmm. um, because it is his stuff and yeah. I have the rest of the house. Yeah. Yep. And that's what I recommend for people too, because without being respectful of your partner and where they're at, a lot of times they do get on board, even if they don't get on board fully to the way that you live or you would like them to be, they do notice. And if you have a spouse who in a healthy spousal relationship, right? Like they want you to be happy and they want to do things that are supportive. They don't want to be a pain to us on purpose, even though sometimes they still are. Um, but they do notice and they do pick up on things and they are willing to help if you give them that mutual respect and okay, like that's your stuff. And I'm still going to do this stuff. Like I'm still doing the kitchen. I'm still doing the living room, still doing the other things. So yeah, I love that. Um, and for those of you listening, the course is structured to be like a four phase plan where I take you through, do this part of your house first, this next third and fourth You can do it in four weeks or or you can spread it out and do it like four months or however you want it to be. And then we also have it broken down by like room and by category so that you can feel it. I mean, follow it through the first time the way that I recommend (laughs) just to keep you on track and then go back and kind of fine tune it and be like, okay, I still need help here, which we were talking over the weekend about like your homeschool room too. And like figuring out what still is or isn't working for you in there. And you can troubleshoot it that way. Cause you're like, okay, like I've gotten rid of all of this stuff. Like, why is it still not working? And it, it could be so many things. It could be a matter of too much stuff. Still, it could be not an organization setup that actually works for you. It could be needing like routines and structure around the stuff. Now it could be your kids are in a weird phase of development. <laughs> it could be so many things. And I think too, like for me, like puzzles, for example, I feel like we've got way too many puzzles and I can go. The hard thing for me, they actually sit down and do their puzzles, all of them that we have, probably at least once a day, like Mm -hmm. a puzzle a day, if not more. So I'm like, I feel bad getting rid of them because I know that they use them, even though I feel like it's too many. Yeah. Yeah. So that's one of those things that I feel like right now, like they're organized, they're on the shelf, they pull them out, they do the puzzle, they pick them up, they put them back. Yeah. But I'm like, I would just throw this whole shelf away if I could. (laughs) And I can't do that. So that's, um, I think that's tough. And I was going to say something. You said something earlier and I was like, I need to touch on that. I don't remember what it was though. If you remember, just interrupt me and we can go from there. It's fine. Okay. So what was one big, like, did you remember? I did remember. (laughs) Okay. What is it? I I told you guys earlier that um, I work in a psychology office and something one of them had told me was because I told him, I was like, I feel like I'm crazy because I'm constantly rearranging my house and trying to figure it out. And my husband didn't understand that. He's it's fine. Just leave it. Like, well, when you go to the office, you have your workflow, you have the way your desk is set up. You have the order of operations to how you do stuff. So for most stay-at-home moms, you have to look at your house as your workflow. Mm -hmm. And if it's not flowing for you correctly, 
it's okay to rearrange and to try to move things and redo things over and over again until that flow works for you because that is your job. And I thought that was an interesting way to put it because I never thought of it like that. I just, oh, you're OCD or you got anxiety or you're just crazy because you're rearranging stuff all the time. Yeah. And then that clicked and that made sense. Like the flow is off and it doesn't work for us now. Yes. And you, there is no, that's a good point too. Cause as a teacher, that was always like how we, we have to set up our classrooms to flow and to work well. And I always bring that back into my house. Maybe I should do a podcast episode on this. Cause it just, it comes naturally to me. I don't know if it's like, Virgo tendencies or what, but it's really easy for me when the space is not cluttered to be like, this makes sense. It makes sense for like in the kitchen for like the dishwasher to be right here and the dishes to be up top and the silverware to be right here, like to the right of it. That makes sense. Like just little things like that, or like putting the knives next to the cutting board putting that next to the stove. Yeah. Setting it up like that, but you, you really can't do that if you have too much stuff, because you're just like, oh my gosh, like there's, there's too much stuff to move around. Like, I don't know where it goes. Yeah. That's a really good point. I think I'm going to do a podcast episode on that. Um, (laughs) yes. Watch for that. And I do try, I think I, I try not to talk about organization too much because that's a bandaid. It backfires for so many people so often, unless they know about decluttering and have done decluttering, Yeah, but yeah. Anyway, are we ever really done decluttering though? No. We're no. not. This I always say this and I'm like, I know this sounds intense, but if you have nothing left to do, there's no reason to live. Like you have yeah. nothing left to, left to get rid of. Like you have nothing left to live with or right. for. So yeah, it doesn't ever end, but it does get easier. Yeah. Um, and it just becomes like a natural part of your life. It's like digestion, just like things come in and things go out. <laughs> right. Yes. <laughs> okay. So what was one big aha moment for you? when you were going through the decluttering process and the course? Okay. So I feel like for me, it was knowing that I wasn't alone because I never really once considered that stuff was the problem. It was not having enough time for the kids, not, or making excuses. I can't do with play with you because I have to do the dishes or I just, I guess once I got into the course, I felt like uh, other people go through this too. It's not just me. And the thinking, okay, it's just too much stuff. That was hard for me because like I said before, we like options. So we like options on games to play and crafts to make and the clothing we wear and the food for dinner. So we always had all of this stuff basically. So we had the options. And then once I started getting rid of this stuff and I felt better, I was like, okay, it is a too much stuff problem. Mm-hmm. And I never had really put that because even when we moved, I was just like, oh, we don't need this. I'll get rid of it. But it wasn't a case of, oh, we have too much. So I need to get rid of it. It wasn't really a decluttering. I guess in essence, it was decluttering without realizing it. But that wasn't the purpose of like my mindset behind it when we started to move. Yeah. And then after the course going through it, I was like, it is a too much stuff problem. Yeah. I like to tell moms that you're not a bad housekeeper and you're not a bad mom. You just have too much stuff. Like really, you just have too much stuff. You, you have way too much to manage. And like you said, at the beginning of the episode, like it's just overwhelming and overstimulating mm-hmm. to look at because basically you're looking at a physical manifestation of a to-do list instead yeah. of like having a piece of paper, do this. It's like right in front of your face. Yeah. All the time. And yeah. I just, I was constantly like hollering at my kids to pick up. I was constantly threatening to throw things away. 
And that's just not the mom that I wanted to be. I didn't want to have to be threatening or yell at them because they're not helping or you made the mess, you pick it up. I, I just, I wanted everything here to really be like family unit, team driven and okay, well, I know Sissy made the mess, but we're a team here. So we're all going to pick it up. Mm-hmm. And that was easier without the stuff. Yeah. And I know you mentioned that you follow love and logic and I don't know much too much about them, but I will also say that for me, it's a lot easier to implement like those high level emotional strategies, like mm-hmm. mental and emotional strategies with my kids when I'm not overstimulated and I'm not overwhelmed. Yes. And my kids now like an overstimulated, that's a great word because I use that. Like, what's wrong, mommy? The house is really messy and mommy's overstimulated. Can you help me pick it up so we can go do fill in the blank? Now the kids will come to me, mommy, it's really loud. I'm overstimulated. Can we, whatever, like they're able to connect that word to that emotion now. And we'll be able to maybe turn the music down or turn the TV off or go outside and play or whatever the case may be. So I feel like that's important because a lot of times with our kids, we don't know what they want or what they need, I guess I should say, because they don't know how to express it themselves. And so I work really hard here on trying to, okay, you're angry. I understand why you're angry. I'm sorry that you're angry, but being able to declutter everything, I'm able to stop and tend to kids needs right then and there, instead of just letting them cry until I'm done with the dishes. And then I can go tend to them Yeah, because that's, that's putting dishes over my kids. And that's, that's not how I wanted yeah. things to be. I've been there. Yeah. Just, that's like how overwhelmed I was. <laughs> like, yeah. I just can't deal. I just, I couldn't deal. I just couldn't function. And I think an important note on that too, is like when we're feeling this way, like overstimulated, overwhelmed, always behind, we have language to put to that and our kids don't and clutter affects our kids the same way. Like they, they feel overstimulated. They feel overwhelmed. They feel visually stressed out, but they don't have the language for it. And I've noticed in both classrooms that I've decluttered and in my own home, it has a pretty quick and noticeable impact on their behavior. Mm-hmm. doesn't mean that they're perfect by any means. But they feed off your stress too. So if you're stressed and overstimulated, that's just going to feed straight into them. Mm-hmm. And then if you go back to, you know, cleaning up or decluttering, so you're not stressed or overstimulated, you're still not spending the time with your family. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So since you have dived into your decluttering process, what has changed for you? I think perspective, most of all, I still feel like we have a lot that I could probably get rid of, but I've done the bulk of the work. So now it's like smaller projects that are difficult to do with the kids around. I say small, like the garage, I need to go to the garage, but I can't really leave the kids inside unattended while I go to the garage. And then if the garage is open and they're running outside or in the driveway, like they don't still just sit and chalk or play or whatever. So I'm not comfortable with taking that on or the attic, for example, I need to get to it. And some of the stuff is just going to have to wait till maybe they're older or we have a free week. Ben's got a week in October free. So I might tackle some of that then when it's cooler outside. I just... I'll go to somebody else's house and it's probably, that's not terrible, but I'll go to somebody else's house and I'm almost overwhelmed with the amount of stuff. And then I come back to our house and I'm like, okay, it's not that bad, Mm -hmm. but that kind of goes back to perspective and maybe they can handle more things than I can handle 
or they're in a different season of life. So it doesn't bother them and they can keep up or they don't have small kids or like everyone's going to have a different, like, like a different threshold, like you had said. And that's okay with just being in different stages. Maybe your friends have older kids, so you're able to keep up or they can help more or manage more or whatever the case may be on that. I took notes on this. I'm trying to read my notes. Oh, nice. <laughs> um, Amanda came prepared for you all today. Thank you. I did. I tried. My <laughs> husband actually was the one that reminded me. He's like, oh, we can't go to lunch. We gotta talk to Krista. Like, <laughs> you're right. I do. <laughs> Way to go, babe. It was in the calendar though. I put it in the calendar. It's so funny. Sounds He's happened to read it. Because I've really been trying to be like off my phone more here lately. So mm-hmm. I'm engaging with the kids. I'm not on social media and all of that stuff. Yeah. So I didn't even look at the calendar for today to remind myself. So I'm sure you probably would have dinged my DMs and been like, uh, let's go. I would have totally understood. There's so many times where I'm like, oh my gosh, I have to get home. (laughs) I forgot. (laughs) And I told you I was hiking for three hours this morning. I told the kids like, we have to go. Right. I have to shower. I think perspective was probably my biggest thing. Just like the tips and tricks of like people from the decluttering simplified group and what works and what doesn't work. And then you go into the organizational part of it. And I think having that community helped because like other people had already been through the course and was like, oh yeah, I really struggled there too. This is how I got through that. So I think that helped me a lot. And then being like the, the gatekeeper, so to say of your house, like being able to say, Hey, this can come in and no, this can't like the other day, my, my kids went to my parents' house and they bought them like a frozen looking fine book, a dino stamp, like the Melissa and Doug dinosaur stamps and a set of Hot Wheels. We have a million Hot Wheels, but they were specialty. My son loved them. So it was fine. And everything else, my dad's like, they were on your wish list. I'm like, you know what? They were. And I appreciate it. Thank you for sticking to the wish list because it wasn't just stuff or junk or whatever. So I really appreciated them being able to just say, hey, this was on your wish list. I hope this is okay. Even though they didn't ask like permission, it was still okay because it was within like our boundaries. Yeah. I love that. I think the perspective is huge too, because a lot of times we end up resentful towards our family like that, who are being generous and, you know, giving gifts are an expression of love. And we end up just like being resentful or like snappy to them. And it does change your perspective of it's just stuff. It comes in, I can let it go. It doesn't last forever. A lot of my family too knows, like you are welcome to give my kids anything that you see fit, but just know that it may not stay. Yeah. They know how I am about decluttering. They know I, how I am with the buy nothing group or uh, the just between friends consignment sales. Mm-hmm. So it, it's just, I think they've just come to, to know that. So now most of the time they check in, will you guys use this? Do you guys need this? Because I've told them, I don't want you wasting your money on something that we're not going to end up using or loving or whatever the case may be. Yeah. I love that. Okay. Two more questions. I like this <laughs> question because most people are like, they might not have the language to say it, but they're scared to declutter because they're like, oh my gosh, what if I need it? What if I got to keep all this stuff just in case? What if my kids get upset with me? What if my husband isn't supportive? What if people think I'm weird? What if I need things or whatever it could be? And they think that this decluttering process is going to be like horrible. So was the decluttering process as horrible as you thought? (laughs) Um, No, it's not. Um, There we go. Okay. So it was not as bad as I anticipated. And I think a lot of that goes along with me being like a type A personality. I like to clean. I like to organize. That's, I feel like that kind of goes back to if I can visually see that I have done something, I feel accomplished. 
So I feel like that like, goes along with that. We actually did not have as much as I thought we did. So when I went through and I decluttered my kitchen, like I think I have two totes and one tote was like a bunch of the small appliances. So there really wasn't a ton that I got out of the kitchen, but just by removing having two plates instead of 10 plates, like that significantly cut down because it wasn't like, oh, I'm going to throw this in the sink for mom to wash it later. And then just get another one and another one and like all day long. So I don't think it was nearly as difficult, but then I feel like for somebody who might have a different type of personality, it could be, but that's where you reach out and ask for help. So like right now I I help several of my friends. This is where you need to start. This is what you need to do. I'll send them to the Facebook group. They'll ask me about the course. How much was it? How did you afford it? All that kind of stuff. And really for me, stop going to Starbucks for a week if you need to, or sell something else. But like spending the money on the course was worth my sanity. Whether you need to put it on a credit card and deal with it later, which I don't advise, but mental health is super important. And for me, that's where I was at with it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I tell people that too, like you sell your clutter and then get into the course or consign some stuff and then get into it. And I offer payment plans. So it's super doable. And, and there I hasn't will... really been anything that I got rid of, especially in my kitchen that I was like, oh, I need this. Cause I really like all the gadgets. Oh, this is a super cute banana slicer. Okay. <laughs> I have a knife. I don't need a banana slicer. Yeah. So and there wasn't even like our food processor or foreman grill. Like I got rid of basically everything except for my kitchen mixer and my blender. I got rid of, mm-hmm. um, and I haven't had to replace any of it. I made salsa the other day. It said to food process it. I just threw it in the blender. It was just the same. Yeah. So I didn't, it was fine. I didn't need it. Like it was there, but yeah, nothing bad will happen. Mm-hmm. Nothing bad will happen. Okay. That's good to hear. I will also say for everybody listening, Amanda's type A, I'm type B. We both decluttered. You could totally do it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And everything in between. Okay. So last question is what would you tell somebody who is on the fence of joining decluttering simplified you already answered it but anything else yeah not really just do it if you're at the point and I feel like for me like I was in the simplified group and so I was like picking up on what other people were doing and I would work a little bit here or there but then I got to a point where I was just stuck I didn't know where to go next I didn't know if I had missed something I was really bad about the mindset of what if we need it later I can sell this for some money especially when you need the money I know that's really difficult to just well, it's got monetary value and I'm just throwing it away. Basically that was really hard for me to get over, but I got to a point to where I was just like, I can't do it anymore. I just need it out of my house. And I just got rid of it. I would say, do whatever you can, even if you need to get in a simplified group and then you hit a wall and then join the group or like the program. Cause that's what I did or save it up. Like I said, stop Starbucks for a week. And I don't go to Starbucks. So I don't what four bucks for a coffee or something now. So that adds up over the course of a month. Mm-hmm. and take that $4 that you would have taken out of your bank account and put in a savings account specifically for the course if you need to. Yeah. But just remember, if you're even thinking about the course, you need the course. Oh, I like that. If you are thinking about it, you need it. I think so too. And that's true for me with other programs because I do a lot of, I do like I take relationship courses or communication courses. And that's true. Every time I've been like, man, I really want this. I really think this would help me. It's because I need the help. <laughs> I didn't okay. know I needed the course until I had the course. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much for sharing all of this with us. I have loved watching your story and your journey. You're such a great example of decluttering in general and including your family. You have such 
I've, I tell people in the group all the time, like Amanda has the best energy. Like she's just like happy and like friendly and inviting and positive. And so I hope that you know that about yourself too. Thank you. I do try. It's, I feel like that goes back to a perspective thing. Like mm-hmm. we, I feel like the majority of us are so blessed beyond what we realize and we just have to take the time to slow down to realize it. Yeah. Yeah. That was true for me for sure. Of, oh my gosh. Like I have nothing and I'm still okay. I'm so happy. Like <laughs> I'm still, yeah. you're probably even more happy because you're not stressed all the time. I was, I am completely. Yeah. I love it. Okay. Everybody, you can go find us in the Facebook group. You can look up Amanda's name and find her old posts over the years. I will link to the course decluttering simplified. If you're like, I want this kind of help too. I appreciate you so much, Amanda, and we will talk to you later. All right. Hey, before you go, I have a question to ask you. Would you please leave me a five-star review if you are listening on iTunes? It helps me grow my show and reach more moms like you who are wanting to declutter without becoming a full-blown minimalist. If you love the show, I would love it if you shared something specific that you find valuable or helpful or that you just enjoy about listening to this show. It would mean the world to me if you took time out of your day to do that. And while you're at it, Head over to motherhoodsimplified.com to listen to more podcast episodes or check out our Facebook group, Instagram, just to connect on social media. If you love these episodes and if you love this show, please tag me. I love to connect with you over there. Podcasts are kind of like a one-way conversation where I feel like I'm talking to you and with you. But when you tag me on social media, I feel like we can take that one step further and actually connect with each other, which is the whole point of me starting this podcast and community in the first place is to be able to connect with moms like you who are wanting to declutter without becoming a full-blown minimalist. So tag me in your Instagram stories. I'm motherhood underscore simplified. Check out the motherhood simplified Facebook group or head over to the site and just find even more blogs, podcasts, decluttering courses to help you continue on your decluttering journey. Thanks so much. And I'll talk to you soon.